Great, great, great morning, everybody. Great morning. <laughs> is, that a, is that a kid I heard screaming in the background, Coop? Talking about. Okay, my, my, my B. Great. Good morning, Cooper. How are you? I was just trying to switch it up, dude. You always got something smart to say. Well, I appreciate you tell, thinking I'm smart. Well, that's... Well, what did we say last episode? It's all perspective or something? Uh, <laughs> we've had so many episodes, I don't remember. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. And 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 before and before I uh, forget, this is episode 81, I believe. 81, Kobe Bryant. Hang on. No, time Shout on. out. No, 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 no. Man, this is so, this is so bad. Hang on, bro. Hang on, podcast. Uh-huh. 82. This 80, is episode 82. I know it was 81 or 82. 82. 82. 82. 82. That's crazy. We've been doing 82 episodes. Coop's going to buy an 82 unit in three years. Why would you say that? Uh, I'm a believer in speaking things into existence. I mean, yeah, you, you can, but... All right, bro. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm I'm okay. A little commotion around the house today. Got some contractors going to town this morning. Um, on the new house that you all just bought? Yeah, the new house. You guys already remodeling? Well, I mean, we got we got the little one on the way, so you got to make some changes, and mm. then mm. and then you got you know standards that need to be upheld. <laughs> I love how you got a response for every you got a swing for every curveball I throw. I am always correct with it. I love it. You love actually it. are the one of the few people who can catch me off guard though, Coop. Oh really? That's yeah. I, I feel like I never catch you off guard. I feel no. Like you well that's good. I'm playing say. good I'm playing good defense. Man. That's all good. All right, cool. I'm playing good de- How are you, brother? I'm great, bro. I'm great. I'm great. Um the calm before the storm. Um, I feel like the the calmness is slowly starting to uh, go away, and we're slowly starting to enter into this storm. That's all I gotta say. Uh, the same storm that got your Viking shook. <laughs> you know, when this episode comes out, this is gonna be like week five. Yeah, oh, it'll be zero and five, bro. Oh, and fi- first of all, the Vikings are not my team. So I don't know, like, where... Do you, you have a team? Because I was actually kind of shocked. I didn't think Coop had a team. I didn't have a team. I just happened mm-hmm. to be over at my in-laws, yes, Sunday. And they happened to have the Vikings game on. So I was like, well, nothing else to watch. And I just so happened to see the game come down to a field goal. And it was like, oh, I've I've seen this before. Where have I... Where have I seen this? Bro, I was I was I was texting some buddies and I was like if this man makes this field goal, he's going to have a 10-year NFL career. If he misses this field goal, this is his last season in the NFL. And I you know, I literally the whole time was just thinking about the money that this guy could make. And I felt kind of bad for him, but at the same time, I mean, if you can't take the heat, What's the saying? Get out of the kitchen. Stay out the kitchen. But, man. And, man, it, and, 
and the kicker who says, "Hey, I want to be the next Vikings kicker," will be able to command a just massive salary. So, Loki, I'm kind of excited what happens in the future. You know, I really think they need to give dude a shot. I'm not even trying to like advocate for this guy, but I'm just saying like. You can't be at a job and like every mistake you make literally can cost you a job. Which I'm not saying. I'm, it's the league. It's cutthroat like that. But I'm just saying that position. Like it's a, it's a crazy fight. position, bro. It's, it is. Cra- dude. We should get a kicker on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm actually gonna reach out to one. You uh, should. I'm you gonna. Re- I'm gonna reach out to a kicker on the because like it's a, it's some mental cojones. But I'm telling you, if you got like a, you know who Pat McAfee is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so if you had like a Pat McAfee, like just kind of a kicker with like some cojones who came out and like said like, no, I, I want to be the Vikings kicker. They have some bad luck. I want to break the curse. Do you know what kind of contract this guy, this man could finesse? He could go get himself an extra, you know, 40% on the dollar of what he's actually worth. Because, know. you know, I just don't know if you want that juju, though. You know, oh, I, it's it's all worth it for the right amount of greens. You're you're right. You're you're right. But anyways, um, yeah, man, I'm not a Viking fan. I was just trying to let everyone know, like, hey, it's, it's a choice at the end of the day. So you can be just remember, you choose to be upset based on your decisions. It, and so- we sit here and we laugh about the NFL. And I always like to bring up. Was there anything else you should have been doing on Sunday? And I'm not calling out you, Coop. I'm more so just like there's just such a large amount of popula- of the population, whether it's the NFL or anything else, where it's, hey, is this is this um, helping you towards your goals or no? Oh, I know well, it's not you. You never watch football. Well, I, I don't. I just it just depends. It just depends on what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm, Mr. You know, Mr. I, NFL, like it's crazy if or, you know, Mr. NDSU, it's crazy if he catches a game. I'm just saying, bro. Life is busy. Yep, uh, exact priorities. I mean, I, I I lifted in the morning, took Bray to the gym. I don't know if that's what you're saying. Um, oh no, I saw that, but yeah. But Lindsay uh, had some had some relatives over, or she cooked some food, and we went over and. That was where I got caught because, you know, I'm Mr. Don't go anywhere and, uh, no, I'm too busy. And then that usually doesn't go well with me in the long run. So I uh, I yielded for the wife and the family. So, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, episode 82. Episode 82. We got a phenomenal guest. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Cooper, please bring in our next guest. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, good morning, everybody. On today's episode, episode 82, uh, after spending eight years in corporate America, Melissa took the leap into entrepreneurship in February of 2020. Mm. She started Teddy Media. Caleb, chill, all right? Let me finish. She started <laughs> Media, a small production company based in St. Louis, Missouri. 
offering video marketing services with the goal of making video more accessible to small and mid-sized businesses. She's passionate about business and utilizing its power to make the world a better place for everyone. And she also enjoys a cold beer and a solid <laughs> party. God bless America. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Melissa K. Weber. Hello, hello. Melissa, so welcome. Me. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. That was one of the best intros Coop has ever done. It's accurate. It's as authentic as it gets. That's great. Love it. <laughs> uh, glad, pumped to have you on, Melissa. Um, if, if you can just tell our audience a little bit more about uh, who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do. Sure. So, as you said, my name is Melissa Weber. I uh, graduated here in St. Louis from a university, got my undergrad in media. So I had a little bit of a marketing kind of communications background back then. Uh, but I ended up at a kind of a startup that turned quickly into a corporation um, that was a, a pet food company. So I got kind of the startup environment really early in my career. And then I worked for an electrical components company doing a bunch of, of different things, wearing a lot of hats, but that was a huge corporation. And as much as I, you know, can, can talk smack on corporate businesses, it is where like, I really understood business and fell in love with it. So uh, I ended up getting my, and I just didn't know exactly what that be like what it would be or or when and then um you know a sh stroke of fate and uh <laughs> decided to quit my job back in january of 2020 to start a video marketing business so just a really small size production um just me and a few pieces of equipment to hopefully spread the word about some small businesses here and yeah that's what how my my journey kind of started. And then since then, I've really just loved watching small businesses grow through utilizing the, the great power of marketing. So it's been, it's been a ride, you know, with the pandemic, it was an interesting turn. So, um, but I just think that business has such great power to help people in so many different ways. It's the biggest thing that people do with their lives every day. So if we can have an impact in that arena, I think it's going to be a uh, big deal in the future. So that's kind of my, my spiel. <laughs> Melissa, you kind of said that with a no big deal kind of vibe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, Hey, this is, <laughs> this is what I did. Um, can you get into a little bit more into your personality of why in the world you would quit your secure job and try to do something on your own? Sure. So I, like when you're in different jobs, especially when you're in um, a corporation that I was in both of the two different places I worked uh, within those eight years, people, I, I got along really well with people. I knew I could learn a lot really quickly. Um, and once you started kind of getting this information, you're like, oh, well, if I could figure this kind of stuff out, then I could probably figure out, you know, anything else that I wanted to do. So 
with, I love business so much. Like I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed more with business than I am with marketing specifically. Um, so there was a, you know, specific kind of instance that happened, uh, at my old job. And I was just like, you know what? I don't need to deal with this. You know, like there needs to be ethics in business. There needs to be all these different things. And if somebody else isn't going to like step up and try to make that happen and in the world and you know, who is going to do it. Um, and then the stability part, I'm lucky in that way, as far as like, I'm single, um, I'm fairly young <laughs> and, uh, I don't have any, like, so I did own a home. I did own a home. So that was like the biggest thing was like, I got to pay my mortgage. So if I could pay my mortgage and, you know, figure out the rest, get like a small part-time job just to cover some bills, then I think I'll, I could figure it out and be okay. Um, but again, that was like right before the pandemic hit. I think I left, I left my job February 4th and then the pandemic obviously happened mid-March ish is when things really kind of fell off. Great timing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, terrifying. (laughs) Oh, I'm really great. Like instincts. This is, um, this is going to be fun, I think. (laughs) So, so yeah, so it was definitely scary, but I mean, at that point, once I left, I was like, there's no way I can go back into that world. So I just had a conversation with someone about that. I'm, I'm a, I work for myself as well. And it was like, yeah. oh, could you go back? And it was like, man, it, it would, it would take a lot. Right. Like a lot, like it, it, it has to be something where like you have zero, zero options and this is, this is it. So it's, it's good and bad. It's a hard, it's not really bad, but it's hard to, um, to see, see, you know, the wizard of Oz and then try to convince yourself again that he, he is what he is. <laughs> of course. Can mostly, can you talk a little bit? <clears throat> so you started your, your business in February of 2020, uh, before the pandemic hit, um, can, can you just talk about like lessons learned through, through that time? You know, I, I guess we're still kind of technically in a pandemic, but I guess through right. 2020, like what you learned as a new business owner during that time. I think, um, I mean, in business in general, like you always have to be willing to pivot and adjust, like whether you're new or not. Um, but I I think that was like a very obvious thing immediately that I was like, okay, this is something that I'm going to have to, cause with video, you have to be in person, you know, it's not like I'm trying to sell zoom meetings or, or sell things like that. (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm like, no, this is what the whole point of it is to preface the experience that people can expect to have. Um, you know, if you're a salesperson, what their personality is like and things like that. So, um, I think like the pivot, the pivot part and that this is, um, not permanent. It's obviously like very long. This has been, you know, once in a, however long kind of thing that happened. Um, but just kind of reconvening every day and understanding that if you want to do this forever, like if you want to start businesses or be an entrepreneur or business owner, like this is just the start. So it's not going to last forever. Keep reminding yourself that finding motivation when you can't really do a lot, um, was probably the the biggest hurdle. 
Um, and then obviously just trying to figure out a way to make money. So at that point, I ended up selling my house in that because the market here, I'm sure this is everywhere. Uh, the market in St. Louis for, for homes just like blew up out of craziness. Right. Um, and again, it was just me and my dog and I'm like, I don't really need this house. It's not anything specific that I was like utilizing it for. Um, so I was like, I could downsize and sell the house. And so I ended up selling my house and made a good chunk of money that helped me kind of patch the, the middle ground of, you know, savings that was running out Mm -hmm. quickly and things like that. So that was probably like, there, there's always a way, even if it doesn't seem like it's an obvious, um, an obvious solution is that you just have to like, believe that there's a way because if it'll show up eventually, (laughs) Because it's like, if you can convince yourself that there is a way, it'll show up. And I need I to am. start. I need to start unpacking this because it's no, dude. I'm really. There's, <laughs> there's some really powerful things in here, Coop. Um, let me. Let me just. Can I just okay. give my? Yep. Hey, sneak one up. in. Yep. Just sneak one up. in. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Melissa, were you done? Because I think Caleb Rooley interrupted. No. Yeah, you. that was it. Yeah. That was it, Coop. Did you hear okay. that? Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> I, I I have to ask the I mean but the American dream says to keep the house right right yes why why question, so, why question. Lisa, did you I mean what was your like big motivation for selling your house you know because that's that's not a that's not easily some something to do right. I mean, I'm a pretty non-traditional person anyway, <laughs> so I was like, but it is a weird thing. Like I uh, owning a house and, and this was, had actually been my second house. So I'm already breaking all the rules. I'm like a single gal. I got this, my second house. I'm like, you know, thinking I'm, you know, hot stuff. And I was like, well, I've got to run, I'm running out of money. So I have to make something work. <laughs> and it wasn't, I, it was weird. I mean, it was, um, it was like my dream is the freedom and the time that I get to dictate what I'm doing. And if in the interim I have to sell like this other, like little dream, I'm okay with that. So it was like these balancing acts of like, I got to get rid of one of them right now. Mm. doesn't mean I'm never going to have a house again. Which one of these is like, you know, renewable, <laughs> you know, like yeah. if I go back to corporate, I'm selling my soul and my brain, you know, like I'm, I'm, I can't mentally go back and that's going to cost me more than it would to just figure out something in the interim and sell this house. I went and ended up living with my parents, which, you know, it was like a blessing, but it's also really hard. I'm 32 years old. So right. it's not like, you know, so it was a, it was definitely a sacrifice, but it was one that I happily made. That mm-hmm. is, oh, this is very, very, very interesting. Um, thank you for sharing this far. Cooper, yeah. may I please ask a question? Yes, yes. You- <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm going to bring it back to where you said you really love business. I think that's the, yes. the, the, the word you used. Um, can you tell us why? Yeah, I mean, so there's so many reasons why. I love, like, puzzles. And business is, like, the ultimate puzzle. And if you can make all these little things work together – like one, like just the efficiency standpoint, you know, I worked in supply chain and manufacturing previously. And so that's like 
what I think intrigued me about that industry is that if you can make everything work together in all these tiny little pieces, like you can make something really cool and like fun. And it's like the, the machinery part of like the engineering part of it is so bizarre. I don't know. It's just like something that fascinates me. And then on the other side of that, it's like everybody has to work. And the main way that people work and make money in their day-to-day lives is business. So if you're going to make an impact in somebody's life, why wouldn't it be something that they have to do like every day? So if you can figure out a way to piece these puzzle pieces together and make it fun and make it enjoyable and make money, it's fun for me, but then it's also like really impactful to the people who are, you know, giving up their day-to-day lives. You're spending time with them more than, you know, sometimes their own families. Um, I think that, the idea too that you can make money and then that turns into a whole other thing. It's just like the, the possibilities are endless with it. And I think that's, what's really fun. Um, and you know, if you get bored, you just start another one. <laughs> it is, is that like kind of where, where we talk about entrepreneurship? Is that where that slips in? I mean, yeah, I, that's what I think part of me is, has always been like that. Um, and I'm like, do you guys know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? Oh yeah. GV. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gary V. Yeah. He's my, he's my ultimate. Like I love him. Um, but he talks about that all the time. He's like a born and bred entrepreneur. I think that was me and is me, but it took me a minute to kind of realize, realize that because it's, and that goes into like imposter syndrome and confidence and culture and uh, loads of other things that <laughs> are different problems. Coop, but um Coop, if we had Gary V on the podcast. I'm not uh, hey, like my whole little line that I say, like, hey, we have these rules. I'm I'm not <laughs> you knew exactly what that was going <laughs> yeah. to Yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm no not rules. even I'm not even sending it. I'm just like, nope, delete that. <laughs> there you go, Gary. <laughs> I mean yeah. you couldn't. He's like he doesn't care. You yeah, know? He, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. Nope. I mean, that's very mean, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm not Gary Vaynerchuk either, so. <laughs> but he's the best. He, I just love his philosophy and, you know, just the way he does things. And he, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Awesome. Can, Melissa, can we... I, I love this because in, in your intro, um, you talked about um, your time in corporate America uh there was some things that you learned from from corporate america um that that you enjoyed and i i feel like today um you can always learn something right like you can always yeah. learn something no matter where you're at in life or what your job situation is um can you just talk talk a little bit you know about some of the things you liked about corporate America and then maybe touch a little bit on the things that you didn't like or or stuff that pushed you to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The main thing that I loved about corporate America was the people and like working with people on a team. Um, That was definitely like the hardest part about leaving was like, I managed people Um, But then also just like running into people and talking business and being able, you know, to have people who understood what you were talking about. Um, I think 
was the main thing that I missed. Um, I mean, it's really hard. I am like kind of warped a little bit. <laughs> I'm a little tainted from corporate life. So it's hard for me to like go too far of like, it was the best. Cause there's, I love business so much that it was fun to watch. Like it's fun to watch, you know, you run into the CEO and he's having a meeting and you're kind of like, what's he talking about? And so you have access to a lot of different types of people doing different types of things. Um, and that was always interesting to me. So it was a good like learning environment. Um, but it was really, I hate politics. Like I hate he got a promotion because he knew this guy or they think it looks better if, you know, whatever. I just can't handle it. Um, and then the, the cultural parts of like women in business can be tough depending on who you're talking to. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I've worked with a ton of really great guys in business, but then there's been a lot of other people who were not that way. Um, and that's tough sometimes, but I mean, you're going to kind of run into that no matter where you're working. But, um, I think it's hard because I did, there's so many things now that I'm like, Oh, I used to do that. Or, you know, I, I learned more than I knew I was learning because it feels like such a dead end when you're in it sometimes. Um, so I think just being exposed to like the people departments, um, and having fun. I mean, you know, we have parties and happy hours and different things like that. And that's always something that I really enjoyed. Um, but the private equity purchasing and ugly system that is, is constant in that world is not something that I enjoy at all. So that's kind of where the political part happened. And that's why I ended up leaving. I like, I like the language in, uh, in business or in corporate in corporate America. Yeah. It's um, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Behind the scenes for sure. Right. I hear you. I hear. You. How do you Melissa, how do you deal with uh fear? How did you deal with that fear when you when you took that leap? How did you deal with that? Um so it's really weird. I mean, like when I was leaving, I wasn't afraid. I mean, I have, I know enough about business in general that like, I knew I could do all the business stuff, but once you're trying to sell yourself, which I think is the biggest hurdle most business people would run into, especially really small people, um, is that you have to sell and believe what you're selling more than the people that you're selling it to. Because that's like, and I do believe in that, but I think communicating it and finding the ideal person um, to have those conversations with was really hard. Um, so like, I think it's like a, do you know who Mel Robbins is by chance? I do not. She's, she's a, she's an entrepreneur. She has something called the five second rule. And it's a, uh, you just count, it, it's, it's supposed to weed up procrastination as well. But it's like you just count to five and you just do it. And it doesn't matter what it is. And that keeps you moving forward and action. So it's like action and taking action towards things that you know are going to help your business is always something that helps cure fear. Because once you see it and you're like, oh, that wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, then you have more confidence. And then once you have more confidence, the fear, it's not that it goes away completely. 
but you just have seen you've seen everything behind the curtain and it's not as scary as you thought it was and the more times you do that over and over and over again you know it, it gets easier and easier so I think it's like talking about yourself talking about what you can do for people and selling yourself and your product is like was really tough um but the more you do it the better you get so <laughs> it's kind we of just get like into- forcing yourself we should get into that. So, so you started this business, COVID happened, like, how did it go? Oh, well, I mean, I had one client, um, Donnie chiropractic and here in St. Louis, Missouri, um, who he originally, he was on board immediately with like video. So the other part of this business that's tough anyway, is that, you know, people are not always, amped to get in front of a video camera so i already had like a hurdle in that way um that is 100 percent me oh. sorry, dude. sorry to interrupt no you're good <laughs> people are so good on video if they just like don't it's just you you know like if people get so um critiqued on it. themselves that i'm like yeah i'm like i promise everything is not as bad as you think it is <laughs> they're like i hate my right. voice i hate this you know um right. but i think uh I think I just lost my train of thought. Where was I at? Um, so oh, so I was go? asking. No, no, you no. got it? You got it? Okay. You're good. Yeah. Um, so I had one client who was on board immediately and he luckily, he was in a medical field. So he could still work, um, which helped because obviously if people are, marketing was kind of a weird thing in the pandemic because everybody knew they needed it, but they didn't have any money to right. pay for it. So it was a weird balance. So I did some stuff for free. A lot of it was like, how can I connect with people, you know, online and and kind of start to build relationships before I was actually able to kind of work with them. Um, And in the midst of that, I ended up getting more into digital marketing in addition to video marketing. So instead of just offering the one product where, number one, you had to be in person, I was able to start working with people on other types of media which helped a lot because I already knew everything about it, you know, for the most part. Um, And it was an easier thing to sell without having to meet in person. So it was slow, but it was once I sold the house and I had that kind of weight lifted of, yeah, I'm having to pay for this and do all that. um, It really started to get a lot better. And then I ended up connecting with some agencies and that's like a whole other kind of world where you contract out with different agencies and um, make money that way too. So mm-hmm. it was an interesting ride. <clears throat> Melissa, can you, that's powerful. Can you talk about the importance of, you know, building those relationships, building relationships over getting, getting a check right away? Why, why is that so, so important? It's, it's, it's really hard because it's hard to understand like planting the seeds and knowing that eventually, you know, and some of them aren't going to do anything and you just kind of have to understand there's going to be some kind of percentage of people that just aren't going to be your people and that's okay. Um, but the relationship building, I mean, marketing has, it's amazing place, especially in like B2C um, industries. So when you're selling to consumers, but with B2B businesses, especially it has to do a lot with networking and a lot with 
talking to people and building those relationships totally. because it's so much harder to, you know, and, and it's not, not that what I do is like super expensive, but they're giving you their money. Like they're, they're a small business too. They're in their business to make money. So it's not just like they're, you know, excess income. They're just going to go buy something small, maybe once or twice or something. Um, this is like a recurring thing that they're hoping is going to have a return. So they have to, you know, know that you aren't full of it. Um, and that this is going to pay off in the end. So I think being able to connect with people and get to know them on a personal level, um, was really important and it just becomes more and more important every month, every year that I'm doing this. Like it's, it's how I've gotten connected with the most people. It's how I've learned about opportunities. It's how people start talking about you in rooms that you're not in. And then once that stuff starts to happen, it, it's, it just keeps paying off, mm. but it's, it's long mm. and it's, it can be hard and exhausting because you're talking to random strangers sometimes and you're like, what am I even talking about? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you know? Yeah, it, or you're talking it, to somebody that might not even be your customer and then they talk to somebody else and they're like, oh, well, I could use that. You know, it's this really weird game of, you know, phone, telephone, and it, it works out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that game you play as an entrepreneur, right? You don't know. You're kind of just throwing everything at the wall. And right. the longer you're in business, obviously, you can you get more data and can see what sticks. Do you set, personal goals for yourself and or do you set goals for your business so I do and I'm but they're flexible so I'd say like the data the data part of it is so important um again which comes a lot from my background in corporate is like Uh data and so many different things is like it's information and the more information that you have the better decisions you can make going forward and stop making decisions on things that don't like people will make sunk cost decisions of, you know, I spent this much money doing this and now we got to make it work. It's like, you really don't, you can just say that didn't work and then move on with your life. Right. Right. You know, so otherwise you're just digging the hole deeper and because you just made one bad, like don't beat yourself up because you made a mistake. That's how you get data. So the more data you have, the better off you're going to be. So I, like I set goals, I'd say again, like they're more, um, I run, I'm a runner. So my coach that I work with, he talks about this all the time. He's like, we're going to set process goals more so Mm. than just like, here's your time, here's your pace, or here's, you know, the end all be all goal. It's more like, Hey, how many times did you get outside and run this week? You know, how these, these more malleable goals that you can again, collect over time. Um, and just keep making adjustments from there. So I think goals are important for sure, but you're going to run into like, you know, there's work-life balance. There's a lot of variables and without being a little bit flexible, yeah, it's just, it's, it just becomes really tough to manage. Of course. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I'm a, uh, and Caleb will, will, second this um i'm a very very big goal guy um but like you he's obsessed melissa (laughs) but you but melissa you said it you said it perfectly i mean your your goals really are dependent on you like 
that you can make them as aggressive or or tailor them to to what you need. Like you said, like how many times did I got to run this this week? Right. Like, you know, I, I I know we had someone on here a few episodes back um, where we're talking about KPI, right? What are your right? Yep. What, what are your yeah? What are your key performance indicators of your life? Right? Like, sure. it, can be, it can be anything. Exactly. Uh, so no, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. What what motivates Melissa Dane and Day Out? What what gets her? What gets her up? Million dollar question, Coop. Great question. (laughs) Oh, man. So many things. Um, I think the number one thing is like, like number one, number two is like impact. I really want to make an impact. And I say that because it's like what's authentic to me and what feels like most natural to me. And when I feel like I'm doing that, then I feel like I'm making an impact. So it's kind of like authenticity slash, am I making an impact? And when, you know, I'll have like, and it could be anything like I donated money or um, I put up a silly video that I really wanted to do because it's fun for me. And then somebody commented and said that that made their day or something like really small. It doesn't even need to be anything crazy. But just kind of like that, that reward for being who you really feel like you are is like what motivates me the most. Now, that's not perfect every day. (laughs) You know, like some days I'm like, nobody cares what I have to say or nobody, you know, nobody cares about video marketing or nobody really wants to build their business big enough to like, you know, I'm going to help them get new clients and if I get their new clients and they're just going to like be able to scale and it's not a perfect scenario all the time. Um, but it's always those, those moments where you're like, Oh, okay, this is why I'm doing this. And they do come, they come exactly when you need them to <laughs> sometimes because things do get crazy and people you're working with people and people are, you know, fickle sometimes and they're going through their own journeys and their own lives. And so you have to kind of look for the things that you're looking for and not just feel, cause there are days, especially with entrepreneurship or just business owning is like, there's time periods where you just feel like you're failing all the time. And you're mm-hmm. just like, I'm, this is like not worth, you start to go there. And it's why so many businesses fail. I think is because they, they're like, this is too hard and I can't do it. Like, it's not worth it. It's, this is taking too, but then if they just kind of figure out a way to push through, you know, in two years or in five years, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I almost quit that time because it got really hard and I wasn't getting positive feedback and there's just like a lot of things happening. Um, But if you can find a way to snip out those little golden nuggets of people who are like, thank you so much. This was great. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. I do know what I'm talking about. This is working. You know, it's like those moments of impact are really fulfilling for me. And that's on like a personal level and a business level. Um, so that's what I try to get up and I'm like, all right, you can do this. And the more you do it, you know, the better practice. I'm a big practice person. You got to practice everything. Practice, you know, gets easier and easier when you when you were considering 
leaving corporate America, when you started planning and forming and norming, um, did you have any key relationships? Did you have a mentor? I mean, our, our podcast is shipbuilding, right? So we always talk about relationships. Sure. Uh, did you have any relationships that you, that you pulled on? Um, I had some, but it honestly was a pretty isolating initial mm. experience. Um, because I had a lot of people I had business relationships with were at my job or, you know, I don't know. It, the beginning was definitely tough. Mm. Now I have people who, you know, some are my age, some are a little younger even, but who built businesses, you know, five years ago, six years ago and have, you know, successfully built them that were integral to me, like continuing and feeling really good about it. Um, and, and those are some, some, some of them are my clients, you know, like we're, it's a very deep like partnership that way because they're business owners too. I'm not selling to consumers. So when I'm talking to these business owners, they get it. And those have solidified a lot of really amazing relationships because, you know, they understand my, my position, but they still trust me. <laughs> so, so I can be like authentic and real with them. And they still know that I know what I'm talking about from a business level of selling them my product. But um, I didn't have any like, you know, what you would kind of assume is like a wise, you know, older CEO or something or like, you know, like, yeah, I didn't have any specific mentors that way it's been really like peer-to-peer relationships um and a lot of men like I've I've been lucky that I've been surrounded with a lot of um great male entrepreneurs in my life and they've been extremely uh kind and supportive and listen and give advice and you know tell me when I'm I'm warped by the the women in business stuff (laughs) they're like no no you just think that because you've been you know, brainwashed <laughs> by, by culture. Sure. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm not crazy. And they're like, Nope, you're not, you're good. And I'm like, Oh, okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> It's been interesting, but um, I'm, you know, a lot of my friends and close people. So I've, I've kind of created a new group of friends and also just a new group of people that I'm surrounded with now, um, which has been really interesting. You know, one of my best friends is um, I've only known for a year. And that was because he, you know, we met filming and he became a client and now he's like a really good business mentor and friend. So it's been, it's been interesting that way too. It's a whole new life. You know, you don't expect the, all these new people that you become really close to really quickly. When you were taking the initial jump, was there any, this might be a dumb question. Was there any (laughs) negativity towards you was there was there people like oh why are you doing this you shouldn't do this that like this doesn't make sense um and how did you deal with that so I got it's hard because people only know what they know so like I think that I didn't I wouldn't necessarily say as much negativity as much as just like people are concerned you know or or they think like and I've been talking about this for so long that at that point people were just like, thank God you just like did it and stop talking about it. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, you know, <laughs> I would like lose it over these things. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just got to get out of here. Um, so I had some, but I, I really did have a lot of support 
um, which I've been really grateful for. But the isolating part about it was just like other people don't get it when I'm talking about certain things or understand that, you know, I don't, I don't collect a normal paycheck, you know, like everybody else. And if I'm not working, like I'm not making money. So it's kind of, it's an interesting, more so just culturally, because it is a different type of job um, than anybody that I'm around. Um, And they would ask questions and they'd be like, well, how are you going to do that? And I'm just like, I don't know. It's called Google. You know, I'll Google it if I don't know it. And then, you know, then you'll know and you'll be fine. Um, So I feel like I was pretty lucky in that realm of it. Um, so yeah, that, that, that worked in my favor for sure. But people do start asking questions, so, especially with the pandemic and they're like, are you going to run out of money? And I'm like, yeah, sure I am. It's just know, money. A problem solver. So yeah, just, just, it's just another problem, right? Yep. Exactly. Um, what, so when you got into business, what was like the first epiphany moment, um, that happened that made you go like, okay. I definitely, like, yes, this definitely was the right choice. Um, I'm trying to think if there was just one. I feel like that first month, which was nice because that was, like, I don't remember exactly when the pandemic actually, I know, like, the middle of March was when it was, like, shutdown time. But I don't remember, you know, when um, things started to come out of, like, hey, this might be a problem. But I ended up going to... Breckenridge Colorado on a um, ski snowboarding trip with some friends and one of the days I had to do some work and so we went to like this little coffee shop and I have my laptop and I'm just like plug it along and I just looked out the window and I'm like okay this is why I wanted to do this I want to mm-hmm. be able to work from wherever I wanted to work I wanted to be able to dictate my time and what I was doing and who I wanted to connect with And then that was like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Like, you can do this, you know? And then once people started to get interested in what I was doing, which again, what I'm selling is kind of a little bit of a difficult thing to sell. It's getting a lot bigger now, um, but trying to find the ideal kind of client has been a really interesting journey. (laughs) Um, But just being able to have those conversations with people and be able to, um, they, I understood their problems and then they're like, Oh, okay. This person, this person might know how to solve it. So just understanding that there was a market for it in general, um, was like, okay, I'm on the right path. Cause like when you go into entrepreneurship or business, it's like, you have to make sure that what you're selling is going to sell, you know, that there's an actually feasible marketplace for it. So I think once I knew that, and once I knew I could make things work, you know, traveling or doing whatever I was doing, I was like, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna work. out. <laughs> and then later on, it was like, okay, this isn't gonna work out because we're in a pandemic and I'm gonna die. But, you know, that didn't happen. So it, it's, it's worked out so far. What is a piece of advice that with, you know, your immense experience now, you'd go back and give your 18 year old self. Oh, oh, that sweet lady. Um, yeah. Oh man. My poor 18 year old self. Um, I would say the biggest thing would be not to pay any attention to timelines. There's no timeline that is suitable for everyone. Um, 
find a way to trust yourself and respect yourself and the rest will just happen. Cause like, this is, you know, there's a, there's a blueprint for every individual person. And just because everybody else might be doing something that seems, you know, common or normal. I heard a quote one time. It was like, just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. And it's like, you know, mm. and I'm like, yes. okay, okay, you can go on another path and that doesn't make it wrong or it doesn't make it, you know, you're, there's something wrong with you or, you know, it, it's really hard when you're young. Um, the closer I got to 30 and now in my thirties, like I've, it, you know, hopefully you just get more and more confident every year because you're just like, I've been around the road. I know some stuff. Um, but I think getting that confidence by acting, um, I would love to tell her to start doing that. But you know, she learned some stuff, so she right, turned yeah. out okay. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to discount, you know, the flat life experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. but it it is tough. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Melissa, this was this was great. Um, what is there? Where can our audience? Uh, link up with you um, and, and see some of the things that you're you're doing. Um, so I think like the biggest best place would definitely be LinkedIn. Um, so anybody, I'd be happy to connect with anyone on there. I'm trying to do a lot on that platform recently, just because I love talking talking about business and would love to connect with anybody who enjoys that. Um, and then Teddy Media Productions is on Facebook and Instagram in case they want to follow that and learn some more about video marketing and digital media. Um, but yeah, those, those are the main spots. Sweet. Well, Melissa, I just want to say thank you uh, for your time. I know you're pretty busy, but just want to say thanks for uh, giving us some time tonight to tell your story. hundred percent. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was awesome. Super fun. Thanks. Thank you. Another great, episode episode 82 we've been just spitting 82 all night episode 82 <laughs> uh melissa k weber what were your takeaways coop um bro if if it, if it means something to you you'll find a way um any like her story is it's it's great right like she sold her house um yeah like to to just moved in with mom and dad didn't 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 want to go back to the nine to five grind it like didn't want to go back to corporate um so like no i'm i'm gonna sell my house because this this gets me to where i want to go um and like you know, she talked about fear, right? We, we, we talked about fear. And the big thing is just taking action, uh, t- taking consistent action. Um, and, the, and the more you take action in the face of fear, the, the more it becomes easier, the more you build that muscle, right? So that was, that was powerful. Um, you know, and she talked about her goals a little bit too. You know, we talked about goals. And, you know, I always love when people bring a different perspective to goals like that, you know, cause you, you know, Michaela, I'm goal oriented all the time. It's gotta be this way. Like, no, nope, what's the target, this, that, the other thing, Mr. G. Um, 
But at the end of the day, it's it's really your goals, right? Like it's really what you want to do and 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 where are you going? You know, are your goals getting you to that? You know, like like she said, like she's got a running coach, and it's it's not the time or how far or how long she ran. It's how many times did you get out and run today? That's simple. You can measure that. You know, um, so yeah. And then like at the end, bro, uh, when she said um, one thing she would tell herself, her younger self was, "There's no timeline, right?" And I feel like today we feel like everything is on a timeline, right? Um, Social media really pushes like, you into thinking that. Oh, uh, it's it life, life in just the world, right? Um, makes you think you have to be here at this age or do this by this by this right. time, you know, right. like just just do you at the end of the day man like the more you just are you and you're going through life you're doing your thing you're you're whatever it is you're meant to do will show up but you can't you can't force it you can't make it go quicker when it happens it'll happen you know like trying to trying to start a restaurant (laughs) 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 that thing will happen when it's supposed to happen uh so yeah man this was this was great this was great anytime we can get someone on here that like talks about making that jump um is always great it's always great were you gonna ask me anything Coop? well i feel like sometimes when you like because you always go first like so i don't know why when you i feel like when you mess up the cadence that's like your way of like trying to finish up quick so like so you so you had nothing you wanted to ask me uh, Caleb, what were your takeaways? Uh, for the great, episode? great question, Coop. Great, <laughs> great question, Coop. Uh, I think you, you hit on on a lot of great points. I, I think one thing I would add is, um, I didn't hear a hint of any like, oh yeah, this is really like terrible timing or woe is me, Cause, you know, because she she started you know, a month before the pandemic kind of became official here in the States. Um, and it was kind of just like, yeah, this, I just kind of like figured it out, you know, I had one good client and I just kind of like, you know, kept going from there. And that was kind of a low key flex, you know, that like, I just, you know, I kept going. So that was one of my takeaways um, that I was impressed with. And you know, we didn't even really get into the nitty gritty just because uh, she had a very like, everything's good. Like, I, I figured it out. You know, this is what I'm supposed to do mindset. And that is, uh, we'll call it confidence and like be confident in yourself is, is, a, is being confident in yourself is a skill set as well. You know, so that was kind of impressive. It, it it is a skill set and and what what she said um you know when she talked about you know that moment for her that made her realize she was on the path right was in colorado had to work was in a little coffee shop like was looking outside and like she wanted to be able to work from wherever she wanted dictate her schedule um and just be her own boss right so my question to you Caleb is how many people would dream to have a job like that. I mean, it's up there. 
dreams are one thing, but it, it is up there. So, so my, so my next question, I think a lot of people will love that scenario, right? But again, not a lot of people are trying to go after it. Right. Right. But when you, when you hear, like when you hear Melissa talk, I didn't sense any like cockiness or, or anything. No. Like she just knew what she wanted and that's what she went after you. Like when you are willing to sell your house, I, I'm I'm scared for those people because those are people I don't want to come up against. <laughs> it was very nonchalant. <laughs> I, just, very, like, sold my, I sold my second house. Like, very yeah. nonchalant, you know. And uh, but the confidence is a big thing. But like, like like she said, fear fear doesn't doesn't go away. Like fear is always there. Um, you just got to know what you want and go get it, and take action. Like. It sounds it's so it sounds so simple, but it it's so hard. And my belief is that we we make it harder than it needs to be, because of of, because of life, because of social media, because who we're around, your brain, because of the it. system, right? And so, yeah, bro, this was a great episode, man. This was phenomenal. All um, of it. Anything else, bro? No, um, I'll do it for you, Cooper would like you to like or subscribe he'd prefer if you left a three out of five star feedback on itunes or spotify or your or your specifics you know listening platform um Uh, i would just i would just like to add if we can find um who that cooper is that uh said they will want a three out of five i never said three out of five coop wants Uh, haters no no i said you know if you're good if you're gonna make it happen if you're gonna hate, at least give us a five out of five, and then put in the comments what you hated. Like, that's all I'm saying. You know, don't matter. Or if, or if, if you're gonna hate, just give us a one. Don't even give us a three. Don't even half give us any. Just don't even give us any. Just give us a one, and then just say whatever. If y'all want Coop's address, I'll give it to you. No, as just, well. No, just Chisel Dad bought on all platforms. Just hit me up there. Okay. <laughs> all right. Great episode, Coop. See you next week, everybody. See you next week.